Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent, where our mission is to inspire love, seek justice, and grow in community. This is a place where you can bring your whole self, your full identity, your questioning mind, your expansive heart. We have a couple of announcements today. The first one I want to give you is uh, about our racial justice work. So if you're a member or friend here who's been here for a while, you know that this is something that's been uh, a topic of interest to the congregation. And as a follow-up to work we've been doing, we're bringing in a speaker in March. The details about that are actually in your order of service today. But what I want to really call your attention to is that while this is important work for us and this workshop is just for members of the congregation, so we hope everybody comes, it is not in the annual budget. And so we are asking for special donations to fund this special event. Um, We need about 100 uh, contributions of $35 to fund this. We already have a $500 seed contribution So we are asking people to give that money if they are able to make any kind of donation. And we understand not everybody has a spare $35 perhaps at this moment. So that's fine if you don't. But if you do, or if you can even add in a little bit more to your your contribution or check, we are gathering those love offerings today and for the next two Sundays to raise the money. And the idea is then nobody would then have to pay to come to the workshop. The words for chalice lighting as Mike Kovacic lights our chalice. Please join me. Prayer is not about leading the universe towards some desired outcome. It is about our willingness to be led to greater consciousness, compassion, and connection. I'm sure I join many of you in mourning the loss of a poet, Mary Oliver who's been called the unofficial poet laureate of UU. I think we've heard her often enough in this room to endorse that. I was thinking about what Mary Oliver says about prayer. Sometimes it's been said that poetry says things that can't be said. And there's something about prayer that is either antithetical to Unitarian Universalism or just one of those things beyond our understanding that we celebrate, don't require, but it's there somehow. Let me read you what she says for our um, call to worship. It's called, I Happened to Be Standing. I don't know where prayers go or what they do. Do cats pray while they sleep half asleep in the sun? Does the opossum pray as it crosses the street? The sunflowers, the old black oak growing older every year. I know I can walk through the world, along the shore, under the trees, with my mind filled with things of little importance, in full self-attendance, a condition I can't really call being alive. Is prayer a gift, or a petition, or does it matter? The sunflowers blaze. Maybe that's their way. Maybe the cats are sound asleep. Maybe not. While I was thinking this, I happened to be standing just outside my door. 
<coughs> with my notebook open, which is the way I begin every morning. Then a wren in a privet began to sing. He was positively drenched with enthusiasm. I don't know why, and yet, why not? I wouldn't persuade you from whatever you believe or whatever you don't. That's your business. But I thought of the wren singing, what could this be if it isn't a prayer? So I just listened, my pen in the air. So in the early 1960s, a seven-year-old girl by the name of Nancy wrote to her minister, her Unitarian Universalist minister, by the name of Reverend Christopher Rabel. She wanted to know, what prayer shall I say before I go to bed? After thinking long and hard about this answer, Reverend Gable took pen to paper to return a letter to her. Dear Nancy, you may, not have, real, you may have not have realized it, but when you asked me to suggest a bedtime prayer for you, you raised a very important question. It is a question which people have wondered about and argued about for thousands of years. The question is this, is there a God who can change people and change the things if we ask him to? Some people believe that God can give them presents or make it rain when they want it to or cure their troubles if they just ask God in the right way. Some people believe that asking God for help is a way of feeling closer to God no matter what happens in response. Some people believe that God will do what is best for everyone and that to ask God for special favors is selfishness. And some people believe that God is a force of nature, so we cannot pray to God any more than we can pray to the tree or a stone. Some people believe that God ought to think only about people and not about God at all. As you learn more about the world and what others believe, you will have to decide what you think about all of this. But you have asked me the question, and you cannot wait until you have learned more, so I will answer. You want me to suggest a bedtime prayer, and I think I can help, if for the time being at least. You think of prayer, you think of prayer not as asking God for favors, but as an honest expression of some of your feelings. I especially mean three kinds of feelings. Some Sometimes you feel thankful for nice things which have happened to you. If you express your thanks at bedtime, you may enjoy them all over again. Sometimes you feel sorry for things that you have done. And if you express your feelings of being sorry, you may feel much better. Sometimes you have hopes for yourself and hopes for other people. And if you express your hopes in a prayer, you may see what you can do to make those dreams come true. So I'm suggesting that each night you make up your own prayer. It could begin, tonight I'm thankful for, and then you could think of the most important things that you are thankful for. It could continue, tonight I'm sorry for, and then you could think of those important things that you need to be sorry about. Your prayer could then end with, and tomorrow I hope. 
and you could think of some of the most important things you hope for and think how you can bring them about. And when you do this, if you want to pray by thinking you are talking to God, go right ahead. But it doesn't matter as much as it does matter that you really mean what you say. I think you will discover that if you pray like this each night, it may not change things or change God or change other people, but it will change you and change how you think and feel about God and other people. Your minister, Reverend Christopher Gist Babel. Spirit of life, feelings of eternal love for one another, draw near at this moment. There is so much brokenness in this world. It is easy to see in others, so let us pause a moment to acknowledge our own shortcomings. As we do so, let us feel hope to move forward to our best selves. Let us draw on the loving embrace of our church community for strength. There is also much good in this world. Let us take a moment to acknowledge the blessings we have received. It is the small blessings, the small moments of grace that can lift our spirits. Let them receive our attention, for these moments can help us to feel more connected to something or someone beyond ourselves. In this spirit of humility, love, and gratitude, let us enter a time of silent reflection.
is a spiritual practice found in diverse religious traditions, the major religions as well as in traditional societies. It appears to be a ubiquitous part of the human experience. Yet in the Unitarian Universalist faith, the word prayer is not even used and does not always appear as an element in the order of service. What might be some of the meanings of prayer for you? Take a moment for quiet reflection. When you see or hear this word prayer, what thoughts or images come to mind? I imagine if we asked people in this sanctuary what they thought about, we would come up with a wide range of answers. If we look across religious traditions, we see some differences in how prayer is conceptualized, yet there are also commonalities and themes that emerge from a study of prayer practices. Some of these meanings may not resonate with most Unitarian Universalists, or even feel uncomfortable, but perhaps other forms of prayer do carry meaning. Prayer is a duty to God and a practice that demonstrates devotion. <laughs> in the Jewish faith, believers are expected to engage in prayer daily. The Siddur is a traditional Jewish prayer that includes standard prayers for daily practice, for the Sabbath, festivals, and other special occasions. Saying prayers in a public setting is a way to affirm one's connection to the larger Jewish community. In the Islamic faith, saying daily prayers five times a day is one of the five pillars of Islam that all believers are expected to follow. It is said that Allah initially wanted to require that the faithful pray 50 times a day. But the Prophet Moses suggested to the Prophet Muhammad this was too burdensome to follow, so Muhammad spoke to Allah and it was reduced to praying five times a day. The importance of prayer in the Islamic faith is reflected in this quote attributed to the Prophet Muhammad. The first thing about which a person will be questioned on the day of judgment is prayer. It is, if it is found to be sound, all his other actions will be sound as well. If his prayer is not sound, all his remaining actions would be spoiled. Prayer undertaken to show devotion is often done when lowering the body, such as kneeling in prayer. Prayer is a duty that shows devotion to God. Prayer as an opportunity to communicate with God. Some definitions of prayer view it as a time of dialogue with a higher deity. This is sometimes called prayer as petition when a believer speaks of needs in their lives. The Persian prophet Zarathustra prayed, with outstretched arms, open mind, and my whole heart, I greet you, Ahura Mazda, in spirit. Turn your countenance toward me, dear Lord, and make my face happy and radiant. My heart yearns for you with a yearning which is never stilled. I will pray to you in silence, for you hear my prayers, even in my thoughts. But communication with God is not just one way. The Christian tradition is rooted in the idea of a personal prayer practice that allows one to discern God's will. Prayer is a time to listen for the voice of God. In the song, Did Trouble Me, Susan Werner sings of hearing the voice of God. When I closed my eyes so I could not see 
My Lord did trouble me When I let things stand that could not be My Lord did trouble me When I held my head too high, too proud My Lord did trouble me When I raised my voice too little, too loud My Lord did trouble me Did trouble me With a word or a sign With a ringing of a bell in the back of my mind Did trouble me Did stir my soul To make me human and make me Prayer is a time to communicate with God as a way to move toward wholeness. Prayer is a source of comfort and strength. Prayer is a time when we can ask for God's love and grace, not just for ourselves, but for others as well. The Buddhist tradition of a loving-kindness prayer is an example, asking for good wishes for all, starting with oneself, but extending outward. May I be well. May I be at peace. May I be loved. The prayer is then repeated, naming family members, someone with whom we are having difficulty, and the broader community. And thoughts of loving kindness are sent to all. Another example is a story about Ruby Bridges, an African-American child who was the first to integrate the New Orleans school system. As Reverend, Reverend Noiwihar, Noiwihar, I think. Noiwihar? I think. Tells it, she spent her entire first grade alone with her teacher, Mrs. Henry, as all the white parents withdrew their children from the school. As Ruby tells her own story on her website, her mother accompanied her to school along with marshals on the first few days, walking through mobs of angry, white, shouting, angry, shouting white parents. But because of other responsibilities, her mother was unable to continue to go with her week after week. She told Ruby that if she was afraid as she walked through the mob, she should pray. Her mother said that prayer would be her protection, and that's just what Ruby did. One day, Mrs. Henry noticed Ruby walking into school and noticed her lips were moving. She asked Ruby what she'd been saying to the mob, and Ruby replied, I wasn't talking to them, I was praying for them. Usually, Ruby reports she prayed in the car on the way to school, but on that day she'd forgotten until she was in the crowd. Please be with me, she asked God, and be with these people too. Forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Ruby's serenity and composure through that year have been well documented. She attributes her ability to remain calm and do well in school to her prayer practice, and she was only a child of six at the time. It was a simple prayer, be with me, be with them. It was not asking for intervention of any sort, simply for presence. It didn't change the world around her, at least not directly, but it kept her feeling focused and safe and kept her in touch with a love that extended even to her oppressors. Prayer can be a source of solace. Prayer as a time to seek forgiveness, mercy, and humility. Prayer can be a time to acknowledge our shortcomings, 
Here is an excerpt from a prayer of forgiveness offered by the Reverend Martin Luther King, Jr. Oh, that eternal God, we humbly confess that we have not loved thee with all our hearts, souls, and minds, and we have not loved our neighbors as Christ loved us. We have all too often lived by our own selfish impulses rather than by the life of sacrificial love as revealed by Christ. We often give in order to receive. We love our friends and hate our enemies. We go the first mile but dare not travel the second. We forgive but dare not forget. Oh God, have mercy on us. Forgive us for what we could have been but failed to be. Prayer is a time to reflect on our limitations and on how we can show mercy for the failures of others. Prayer is thankfulness or gratitude. Another common theme is that prayer is a time to recognize the blessings we've received in life. Denise Davidoff, a former moderator of the Unitarian Universalist Association, writes of her own spiritual practice. It is my practice to take time consciously acknowledging the gift of life most every day. I look at the world about me and acknowledge awe before the miracle of nature. I acknowledge the joy of family, the blessings of health, and the comfort of substantial material possessions. It took me a while to realize this practice is actually meditation. Perhaps it is prayer. It is a personal religious ritual, simple and at the same time complex, and I believe very universalist Unitarian. Prayer is a time to feel gratitude for our blessings. Prayer is silence, stillness, meditation, or breath. Many religious traditions advocate taking a time away from the world, quiet and unhurried, to just be or to allow us to hear our inner voice. Charles Stanley says, God's voice is still and quiet and easily buried under an avalanche of clamor. One Native American tradition is to send youth on a quest a time when they go out into nature to spend time alone. Many of the Unitarian Universalist coming-of-age programs for youth include a quest in nature as one of their activities. A daily meditation practice is another way to practice stillness. John Kabat-Zinn says, people think of meditation as some kind of special activity, but that is not exactly correct. Meditation is simplicity itself. As a joke, we sometimes say, don't just do something, sit there. But meditation is not just about sitting either. It is about stopping and being present, that is all. Are you able to come to a stop in your life even for a moment? Could it be this moment? What would happen if you did? Prayer or meditation can be a time of stillness or breath. Prayer is a practice to help us stay on the right path. Prayer can be a practice that helps us to stay on the right path, a reminder of what matters. There's a well-known maxim, how we pray reveals what we believe. Prayer can focus on self-improvement, but also focus on improving the world around us. As Unitarian Universalist Lynn Ungar says, 
During the moment of silence in our Sunday service, I close my eyes and sing, Guide my feet while I run this race, for I don't want to run this race in vain. As I sing in silence, I imagine myself and the congregation enfolded in arms of love. A phrase often heard in Unitarian Universalism is, service is our prayer. This fits with the idea of prayer as journey, as journey toward wholeness. Prayer can be a way to extend the deep love and power of the Spirit out into the world. Prayer can focus us on what we believe and on how we want to fit into the world. One day, an agnostic went to church and gave a service on prayer. Yes, I mean me. So what led me to reflect on prayer today? I grew up in a Unitarian Universalist church, and I actually don't recall talking much about prayer in Sunday school, although in fairness to my church, maybe I just don't remember those conversations. I heard prayers before sporting events, asking for the safety of those playing that day. Oral Roberts, who lived in my hometown, here's the prayer tower on his campus, um, he famously promoted the idea of seed faith, that those who pray to God and give to religious institutions will receive blessings from God. As an agnostic, what to make of these concepts of prayer, that prayer involves communicating our concerns and needs to God? I didn't believe in the idea that I was dependent on a God to provide, or I needed to demonstrate my reliance on God through a devotional practice. Thus, a prayer practice didn't seem to have any meaning for me. But isn't it striking that you can go all over the world to the most remote places and find people who engage in some type of prayer practice? What human need might be served by this? What might we be missing if we turn away from the whole idea of prayer as a spiritual practice? I wondered, could the limitation be my narrow view about prayer rather than the potential value of a prayer practice? One definition of prayer is the practice of the presence of God. Although it is said there are no atheists in foxholes, certainly there are many in Unitarian Universalist pews. Most Unitarian Universalists do not believe in an all-knowing God, although some have a concept of God, such as the spirit of life, abiding love, or mystery. As Reverend Rabel from the, the all, Time for All Ages reading says, if you believe God is the force of nature, you would not pray to God any more than you would pray to a stone. And to whom would a humanist pray? But perhaps a more expansive definition of prayer would resonate with more Unitarian Universalists. Prayer can be conceptualized as our efforts to connect with the spiritual energies around us and an effort to open up and extend ourselves to feel the deep love and power of the spirit. These efforts might include reflections on our thoughts, feelings, or actions, or efforts to stop and be still. It might include focusing our energies on others and creating beloved community. What about the idea that service is our prayer? As I was preparing this service, I read a caution raised by some Christians about prayer. If prayer is treated only as a tool for self-improvement, it may lose its transcendent quality of reaching toward a greater power or purpose. 
Saying service is our prayer is an antidote to the focus on the self, but it seems limiting in its own way. If service is our prayer, are we excluding self-reflection as part of prayer? I really don't know about you, but I can use more opportunities in my life to reflect on the wonder and awe of the universe, to reflect on the transformative power of love. Whether it is called prayer, meditation, or some other name, perhaps such a practice can help me connect to something beyond myself. What might be some prayer practices that could resonate broadly to Unitarian Universalists? I've already described two, meditation and a gratitude practice. Here are two more ideas. Many religious traditions encourage followers to identify a personal mantra, a word or phrase that has special meaning to them. One prayer practice involves silent repetition of the mantra as you go about your daily activities. The repetition is intended to keep the heart and mind focused and to help develop inner resources. One phrase that comes to mind for me is, breathe in peace, breathe out love. Another possibility is to adapt a four-part daily examine taught by the 16th century cleric Ignatius. He suggested that a believer share with God that for which you are thankful, moments when you recognize God's presence, acknowledge one's shortcomings, and then ask God's help to prepare for the next day. The reading from, Dr. from Reverend Rabel kind of gives a you-you take on this. He suggested a prayer practice could focus on our feelings, what we're thankful for, what we're sorry for, what we hope for tomorrow. We could add to this, when during our day we felt most alive. I leave you with these thoughts from Eric Walker Wickstrom. Centering, naming, knowing, listening, loving. This is the journey of prayer practice. Taking the time to find a quiet place in your life, setting in front of your awareness the holy and sacred miracle of life, seeing yourself within that reality as full and whole, tuning your sense to hear inner wisdom, and then turning your loving attention to the needs within and around you. And our benediction is from the Reverend Jack Bryant. Go out into the world and greet with love and compassion every man, woman, and child you may meet. Return not evil for evil, but strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, and help the suffering. In all things, look beyond the letter to the Spirit, making your lives a living witness to your faith and bring honor upon yourself and all creation by working for justice that the whole world may know peace.